What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to the Self-Disruption Podcast, where we give you the tools and insights to improve your lifelong learning, leadership, and innovation with the top minds in their fields today. Brought to you by SEAC, a global leader in lifelong learning and innovation. Check them out at seasiacenter.com. I've got all their details down in the show notes. I'm your host, Dana Blue, and in this episode, I sit down with friend of the show, Dr. K. She's a rock star trainer and executive coach who works with a lot of Thailand's business leaders. Today, Dr. K and I talk about how leaders have powerful conversations. She walks us through the foundations of the powerful conversation, the mindset and tools you need to have going into it, and how to use them to empower others. So sit back, relax, and let's get right into it. Kay, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for inviting me back. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk to you about conversation because Mm. in business, we all talk to each other, right? Right. So how do you get the most out of that? Mm. Um, When we have a conversation, mostly we talk for whom? We talk for ourselves or we talk for us? Mm. That's first um, the, the mindset when I have a conversation or invite leader to think about it. Because if you think you are having a powerful conversation, mm. you are not serving for yourself, right? And you tend to serve with others too. Mm. So when you have the right mindset, then you know I will ask the leader or someone whom I'm working with my client. Now, there are a few, some techniques that people always forget, right? So a powerful conversation, first thing, I would refer to um, a, a well-known book by John C. Maxwell. Mm. Okay, um, in his book uh, named what, What's it called? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Everyone communicate, few connect. It's a powerful title. Yeah, by John C. Maxwell, and he say, you know, um, his quote. I really love that quote. He say, "People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care." Let me, let me take that in for a second. Yeah. S- say that one more time. Okay. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. That's the first thing to have a great conversation and to connect with others. Mm. So lots of times and we, we tend to speak like the way we want it to be without realizing our conversational partner. Mm. So the first step every time when I, when I uh, support the leader or I coach the leader. So first thing, don't move forward yet until you connect with mm. your conversational partner. How okay. do you connect? So I use the word engage. How can you engage your conversational partner into this conversation? Because mm. at the end, most of the time, the business entrepreneur, leaders, you want to move people somewhere, right? We, we just not chit-chat, you know, like leader. We know the purpose, where we want to go. But how can you bring con- people in a conversation and then move along willing, willing, with willingness with you? So first, make sure that you engage them. That's why you need to show that you are caring. Mm. Back to John C. Maxwell. So the, the technique that I, that I share with them is like the first thing in a great conversation, it n- will not be a good conversation if two people talk at the same time, right? And people feel they are existing, they know, you know, they have self-esteem when they know someone is listening. Mm -hmm. And that's the simplest thing that people can give to their team members, is to honor that conversation. So to engage people, you need to have a good, a really good listening skill. Mm -hmm. You You really need to learn from them and you open without judgment. So that's why I say the first thing engagement people is do nothing except active listening. Just open up the ears. Yeah. It's just active listening. The first 
thing in a conversation. So, and they asked me, okay, how can I have an active listening? So like, okay, make sure when you're, you are not speaking at the same time, that's the first thing. The second thing, withhold your judgment. Are you judging every conversation your team member is talking with every you? Every second of every conversation, okay? <laughs> every second of every yeah. conversation. Even though you judge your mouth, you know, your body language to say something that I disagree with your idea. Just sitting there twitching, <laughs> sweating. <laughs> so, yeah, with that, you are trying to engage people into the conversation. So mm. start with something small, engaging them, make them feel that they are valuable, visible. So listening. Mm. Okay, and the other thing, like uh, um, all the leaders, they need to practice to engage people. Maybe in some small conversation, I call that as a small talk. Mm. Some talk with them, asking them say something that is easy for them to connect. You might, you know, lots of time, like people always talk about the business result, which is at the end of conversation. But mm. how you can initiate the conversation with small talk, asking them about something they like, about I their activities, about their families. I hate small talk. <laughs> I hate it. It, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I understand. That's because, you know, I understand the mindset. And, and trust me, I work, I coach a lot of leaders. And, you know, listening is not easy, mm. especially active listening. Why? Think about great leaders. How many persons a day you have agenda to see? Yeah. Maybe 18, right? Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. And what's, what works in your mind? Oh, I need to finish the conversation to going to the next one. So mm. you never be present. Mm. You're always in the future with next agenda. And that's why we don't have, you know, the, the active listening skill. But, you know, an act by, say, by saying like active listening skill, I'm not saying you've got to sit down and really listen for like 20 minutes. No. Five minutes, mm. three minutes, quality time with people in front of you. So, but why, why should I, why should I put my active listening energy into the small talk though? Because for me, most of the time I, I view, and I, I think a lot of other people yeah. in, in positions similar to mine view small talk as a waste of time, as frivolous. Mm. Whereas I want to get into that powerful conversation yeah. and have a better understanding or come away with a result mm, mm. It, what, what am i missing about the small talk yeah good question um small talk make people feel comfortable mm. okay and the reason i was this is a sign okay this is like um the brain sign because mm. when 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 um the 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 sign of having a, a powerful conversation it backed up with the medical research because people have different types of brain, three, uh, three types, survival brain, emotional brain, and visual brain. Mm. To have a great idea, you are going to active the visual brain of the, your conversational partner, right? And usually people feel in which mode? Comfortable, right? That, you know, inviting you to have a good idea. Mm. What if I start with a conversation with, so Dana, when are you going to send me this assignment? What your brain is wiring with these conversations, you feel threatening. Mm. And with that, people don't feel comfortable. And then they tend to, you know, to shut down to, you know, don't, cannot continue the conversation. And that's why if you are not make people feel comfortable, you, you are not going to have a um, continuing conversation with your partner, of your team members. So it's more of like, did you do it? Yes, no. It would be more like close-ended. So make people feel comfortable engaging mm. them in conversation, maybe a few minutes before, and then you can act a strong conversation later on. Mm. That's a strategy. This is a strategy to engage. Because most of the time people say, okay, I have only five minutes. So I'm going to 
asking you the most powerful question. A lot of time, people, um, you know, everywhere, they're like busy in their mind. And they were taught with this kind of conversation. It shocked them. So like, lots of time, people are freezing with the conversation. Mm. And lots of leaders say, okay, I try to ask a powerful question. Did you just keep quiet? And the room, all the meeting room, everyone is quiet. No idea. What should I do? And then, well, because you are, you know, wiring that survival brain. Mm. So the first thing, that's why, you know, engaging the conversation is to make them feel comfortable first. So when people feel comfortable, they're, they're able to generate the idea when you ask them a more difficult question. I'm not asking you to not asking a powerful or difficult question, but at a later stage. Mm. So that's why the first step is to engage, right? After maybe like one to two minutes, then you can step into the conversation that make them feel positive. I call okay. that conversation as empowerment conversation. So what kind of you know, um, conversation that make people feel positive? Think about it. When people talk about solution or problem, when people talk about Solutions, solution yeah. future, how do you see the success of our program? I'm asking, inviting you to move into the future. I'm asking you to think about something positive. Mm. And lots of time, like in a business, I understand that we are so in love with trying to find the root cause. See, that's a, I enjoy the problem conversations yeah. more than the solution conversations. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying the the problem conversation is not good. It's good when it let you understand what's going on. Mm. But to move forward, and I'm talking about energized people. Mm. Notice yourself when you're in a meeting room when you talk about problems for about I would say like ten or fifteen minutes. What is the state of what is the energy in the meeting room? For me, high. Oh, you for you high, but for some they feel like heavy. Yeah, maybe stressed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so like to invite people to, to generate idea. I'm talking about mm. the generate idea. So inviting them to think about a future-oriented question, mm. asking them about a success, okay, will invite them to wiring their brain and generate the positivity mm. and have some more idea to you know, brainstorm, especially in the brainstorm. Um, you could see a lot of brainstorm, you know, exercise. Think about it. People always, sometimes you could see people uh, open the light music. It's something fun. Mm. Why fun and idea? Drink some wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of positivity, like empowering conversation will invite people to have more idea, engage mm. them in, in a powerful conversation. So think about it. First, you gain trust, right? Mm -hmm. Engaging and do a small talk and a conversations. And then, you know, inviting them to think something about the future, the success. So the, the, the energy in the room, a conversation with your conversational partner is more positive. Mm. And then I say, don't stop that yet. Because mm. lots of time, you know, like leaders invite people to have a conversation with lots of idea, but no action. Mm -hmm. So the last one, I think, you know, three simple steps is to engage them, empower them, and then execute. Mm. Ask a few questions to move them to accountable for the action. Something very tangible. They say, you, if you're an engineer, you love to ask about, like, when it's going to happen with whom are you going to talk about mm. so you landing the conversations you know with asking them something that executable so that's that's some you know pretty you know solid thing with three simple steps to have a, a powerful conversation mm. but but before you know people will have that kind of conversation I will I will invite our leaders to just take a look in the way they interact with people most of the time you know when we say conversation you know, powerful conversation is the two-way, right? Mm. But think about a very, a very dominate um, style of leaders. They always like telling people, and that's more of a one-way. So before jumping into the powerful conversation, measure yourself every time. Like I invite my clients to, to notice every time you finish a conversation, try to rate between the, the air time you speak and the air time with your team members mm. who speak more. 
So check with that first, and then you will know, you know, what else you need to. So adjust. you should always speak more than everyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm the trainer role, I I gotta speak more. But if I my role on that day, I'll be the coach. Yeah. Then I will make sure that my coachee <coughs> will speak more than me because mm. I'm. It is the empowering conversation. You don't want to be overbearing with the way you. You want to listen more than talk, right? Right, right. Because the role on that day, I want to empower them. Mm. Think about it. If you are led by someone's direction all the time, would that be an empowerment? No. No. Right? So that's, that's, that's a simple way we can start to have a powerful conversation. The thing you said that really strikes home is you have to take action. Right? Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to take action on what you come up with. Yeah. That's the part where in my perspective and in my experience, mm-hmm. most people fail. They get all the way through a conversation and yeah. then no action gets taken. Like you said, the manager might sit <laughs> in the room and talk, 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 talk and gets to the point where like, okay, this is what we'll do and doesn't doesn't put a plan in place, doesn't take action. Yeah. How how can someone make sure that they're bridging that gap? And even it might be a small one-on-one conversation, but how can they ensure that they take action? Okay. Um, there's one word, um, you might have ever heard this word before, small win. Small win, yeah. yeah. Every time we have a great idea, every great idea starts with small step, right? Mm-hmm. And people uh, hesitate to make a move or take action because the idea is so huge. There's so many action to take. So the, the way we invite people to take ownership, mm. to execute, is to make it smaller. Mm. It's like you have a big dream, but to execute, it's very small. Then invite people to move out, moving forward. So we're breaking it into little Break pieces. Break it into the small ones, small yeah. win. And, you know, the other thing is that don't forget to celebrate quite often, even at small win, because it keeps people, the energy, you know, reinforce them to moving forward. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. would be my That's true. You know, I think of when you say the small win and, uh, you know, the little pieces, I think back to one of my friends told me, uh, everyone who finishes a marathon does it one step at a time. Right. And if you are want to train to be a marathon before you reach a 42 kilometers, you start with five. Maybe yeah. I start with three. <laughs> <laughs> and then you expand to 10. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you make the goal more achievable yeah. by, you know, make separate into the small win. Doing it in increments. Right. That's the tips, when, especially when you want to make a huge plan. Try to make it a small, you know, uh, milestone. Mm. And that will engage people into execution. Mm. That's the point. Now, should you lay out that milestone, that execution plan in the conversations? When you're having these conversations, talk about powerful conversations, how you get the most out of it. Should you lay out that execution plan, that plan of action? Well, we can, we can lay out the execution plan at the beginning to see the whole milestone. Mm. But every time the conversation doesn't stop at one. Mm. We cannot build the room all, you know, overnight, right? We, it, it's, it's the consistency, how often do we meet in a conversation. And every mm. time when I invite you to take action, just a small few steps. Mm. And then you feel, oh, okay, I have like three steps to do. And then I go out and work it and come back, you know, to have a continuing conversation. And then we build another two, three steps. So that's called a, you know, small win mm. into a milestone. Now, I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding the scope of even with small wins even setting milestones mm-hmm. for themselves understanding how that leads to the bigger picture yeah what, what do you think some of the ways that someone can frame that as far oh. as like milestone one milestone two and then but still be able to keep perspective of that what's on the horizon 
Yeah. Well, usually when we talk about the success, we will talk about in terms of vision and the long term, right? Mm. Then we can paint a picture for our conversational partner. Okay, for example, we're working on um, a one-year project. So I, I invite you to see, tell me about the success of one year from now, mm. right? This is the, the, the empowering conversation because I invite you to, you know, um, uh, visualize the success in the future. Mm. And then if I stop that, there's no execution. So Dana, can you tell me in the next maybe four weeks, what are you going to do? Maybe a one to two step that we can start doing. And then I invite you to generate, oh, maybe I can do this. So when we empower people with the execution with small wind, they, they tend to generate idea easier than, Dana, can you lay down all the 12 steps we are going to achieve in each month, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that's why, you know, when we say execution, conversation, make it small, next mm -hmm. step, a few steps. So you start with the finish line, but then you quickly bring it back to that baby step, right. step one. When you visualize, you dream big. But when you take execution, make it small. Mm. And think about it. You know, when you dream big and take small execution, people want to move forward. Mm. And that's called like powerful conversation that invite people to take action. Now, how far ahead do you go with those small steps? When you ask them, so like you said, like you might ask, oh, what's the next four weeks? What are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, maybe this isn't. And you say, like, how about the next two months or three months? Or do you wait until you get to those first four, halfway through those first four steps? What, what do you look at for yeah. scope? I think uh, initial conversation, we agree the success, you know, in the long term. Mm -hmm. And every time, you know, the conversation needs to come back based on the consistency. Mm. So, for example, if we have agreement, all right, we're going to come back in every month. Mm -hmm. So we know, you know, you come back and you always know, okay, the next step is the next four weeks. So you know the momentum, mm. okay? And I can ask you to checkpoint, okay, are we in the right direction? So what progress did you see so far? Mm. And we can measure along the line, okay, with, with the conversation of execution. Nice. Yeah. So that constant evaluation. Right, right. Consistency, mm. you know, constant, you know, keep coming back, um, accountability for us to have a, a continuing conversation. Mm. That's a part of what we call like coaching. Because mm. every time when people is in a project to coach, you know, like a leader will coach a team members to do a project, for example, on the horizon is about a, a year. And they always think how often, you know, how far I should have the conversation. I say, well, I say, well, you could spend maybe 15, 20 minutes per conversation. That's okay. Mm. As long as you keep coming back and have consistency so that will help you know fulfill in terms of like executions every time it's very similar to some of the things i say to entrepreneurs that i mentor mm -hmm. that when they're they're getting started right you have to set your milestones uh -huh. right? you, you might you know don't even talk about a billion dollar exit or anything like that but what is month one year one what's customer one look like and then you have to constantly be evaluating your progress in iterating what you're doing so that you're constantly getting better. Yeah. Coming back, look at it, and maybe you have to change the marker. Maybe you have to change the milestone mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. or back. Right. But you have to constantly look at it. I think it's the same model to this idea of these powerful conversations to kind of get started. Yeah. Is constantly reevaluating. Mm. And one of the things, I, I kind of think of it as a continuous conversation like, or an ongoing dialogue, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just end. Like, you don't, we don't have this conversation like, boom, done. Right, go. right. You have to constantly come back and talk about it, right? True. And it's like exactly what you say. It's iterate every time. So it's, it's kind of like we have a long-term plan, but it could be adjusted monthly that we mm. meet. Okay. So powerful conversation, think about it. It's a conversation first that you have trust, feel mm. comfortable to have with, right? Feel positive. 
because mm -hmm. you're empowered talking about future bright future what is your vision success look like will be your resource in this project mm -hmm. and end up with execution so this is the three key elements of a powerful conversations okay mm -hmm. and on top of something that we have diagnosed the problem that's that's okay i'm talking about a conversation to move people forward in terms mm -hmm. of like business especially when we when a business is moving so fast so you know the conversation should move people into future oriented mm -hmm. as well keep them ahead of the curve essentially right right so what are some ways that leaders could actually implement this like if you're a vice president or a CEO. Yeah. How do you implement these types of conversations to keep everyone moving? Okay. And, and also, how do you do it so everyone's moving in step? Because you can't have, well, maybe you can have a one to a million conversation, but mm -hmm. that doesn't feel intimate, right? Yeah. You want to be able to have it. I assume I've always preferred to have these types of conversations with a team, mm. a smaller team, or two or three individuals. Yeah. But then, how do you manage consistency? Or mm -hmm. keeping everyone on the same page when, yeah. you're, when you do it like that? Um, first thing, the powerful conversation is the conversation that have uh, both two ways, right? Mm -hmm. So the leader should shift the role first from telling to asking. Mm. So make sure the first step, every time you have a conversation, who talk more? <laughs> That's something I'll, you know, I'll ask the leaders to reflect first. It should okay? not be you, right? should not be, be you. you, yeah, because that's engaging more, faster, engage people faster. And that's the first step that I invite them to make it more practical. And after that, okay, now I have practiced myself to talk less. Mm. Okay, what's next? I'm saying, okay, what kind of conversation you want to focus? Because I work with different uh, clients. Some of them want to practice more in terms of like engagement conversation. Because mm. you know what? I, I know the protocol, but I don't know how to engage in terms of like people skill oriented. Mm. I say, okay, then focus more in terms of like engaging conversation. Um, practice active listening, mm -hmm. asking them, you know, a simple question first before, you know, entering into a powerful conversation. So, mm. so I ask asking them to like, you, you don't need to practice everything at the same time, have a focus. First, make sure you talk less, engaging them in conversation. Second, define your focus. Some of them want to like, for example, my clients in terms of like, who are those of like engineer? I, I know protocol, I know the process, but I want to invite my team member into the conversation. Mm. And then I invite them to practice more in terms of like engaging the first part to build a trust. Mm -hmm. So ask us, you know, small talk, you know, be present with them, you know, um, asking them a, a, um, maybe a personal question, a few, a bit, and listen first, listen, practice listening skill. That, that will be my client who work like engineering basis that they would love that part. Mm. The empowerment part, I, I see my clients work a lot in terms of like sales and marketing because I need, I need to push my team, you know, to see the future, you know, see the target, see the growth. Mm. So then instead of focusing a lot on problem, focusing on the success and bring them to the future because people have more energy, you know, have, yeah. yeah, feel energized with that kind of conversation yeah. so they can boost up. Salespeople are like that, though. One of my one of my mentors and a former business partner of mine was a sales guy. Uh -huh. And he would say, Dana, life is about sales <laughs> business is about sales you always be selling dana always yeah i was like dave you gotta slow your roll a bit here man he's like uh -huh. that's what it's about he's like if you're not selling you're not in business yeah. i'm like that's true but we also have to run the engineering team right right now how do you get like in someone like him he he listens only to get the information that gets him to his end goal mm. so he does listen yeah. But because he's a sales guy, he's listening for an opening mm -hmm. to sell you. Yeah, yeah. 
how do you shift the the mindset of someone like that to help engage and empower in a conversation as opposed mm. to exploit? Yeah. Well, uh, empowering question like for the sales or even the marketing mm. or even the business need to drive that much, you know, significant growth. Always people ask, why are you here? Mm. Whom are you serving? So instead of just achieving that number, you find out the reason why. And no need to tell them why. Let them find out by their own. So sometimes, like it's 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 a powerful question for somebody to ask. Mm. Why are you here, Dana? Mm. I think you're not only like recording. I know you have something, you know, a higher purpose that you want to serve. What about yourself? What about your team? What about organizations? What about the country? So, so start with why. Why question is very powerful in terms of empowering. Mm. To, to asking them to find the motivations. Why am I doing here? Because lots of time I find out when you're working with you know, people, especially in, in, in a business or corporate, sometimes we have a long list of to-do list, mm. but we don't know what to achieve at the end or why we're doing that. And we, it keeps us running you know, every time, but nothing is fulfilling mm. you know, of, of why we're doing that thing. So empowering question, invite people to find out their own motivation. Let them connect with it. Sometimes there's a lot of layers to peel back there, though. Okay. Right, right. That's not, th that's not always an easy question. I, I tell you one experience I have with my clients. When we want to empower, you know, a client or sometimes team members, you, you ask a person, you can ask your team and people around you, why are you doing here? Mm. Oh, I'm doing for money. Mm. Boom, that's it, full stop. Don't stop that. If you get the money, how are you going to spend your money for? <laughs> going deeper, right? Why get the money? Yeah, I want to bring, you know, a quality of life of my family. Then he starts to see the higher purpose of why he's doing that role. It's deeper conversation of not just money. Because people always have the, you know, the, the, the self-motivation, but it's the role of the leaders, you know, in order to invite him to, into a powerful mm. question. And every time, you know, when a person have this kind of conversation with leaders, think about it. Every time I connect with myself more and more, and they feel energized with the way they, you know, aha moment that they find with themselves. Mm. That will be some example that I invite, you know, people to ask, okay, good, get the money. So where do you want to spend the money? And then you could see the left side, someone love the family, yeah. someone love traveling, someone love to donate the money. So you could see the reason why the people are doing so and so. Have you ever gotten someone who just answers, I want to make more money so I can buy better whiskey and have a prettier girlfriend? <laughs> at, at, at least invite him to see, you know, the fruitful, the positive side of what we're doing. Because most of the time, think about it, if you are done with all the to-do list, mm. what do you feel? Oh, that's all the action taking, you know, all the work. But you never shift your mind, you know, conversation to let you see positivity, you know, rewarding. That's mm. how we invite people. It's, it's a way the conversation to, you know, gear people into the positive side. Mm. And that's called powerful conversation. It, that is powerful. Yeah. It, it, to, to understand your true purpose is, is, is a powerful thing as well. I remember it wasn't that long ago I had a friend of mine we were having a, a glass of bourbon up on my roof. <laughs> and uh, he, he asked me because I had just closed up one of the companies we just exited and I, I was getting ready to do something new. And he goes, he's like, so what's your goal? What's your ultimate goal in life? Mm. I had never thought about it. Right? Mm. I was like, and, you know, I, like I could have just given, if I, maybe I had one or too many bourbons at the time. Right? <laughs> so I start, I started to really think. I was like, I don't know. Mm. I don't, I don't know what my goal is. My, my ultimate goal. I mean, I know what my short-term goal is. Mm -hmm. Is to, you know, start companies, make money, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But I don't know what my real goal is. Yeah. And it kind of started me. This is going back 
about three, three and a half, four years, it started me on this kind of journey of self-discovery from the perspective of what, what is my real motivation? Because I didn't know. Yeah. I think at, at the point I was just doing what I was good at and I, I knew I could replicate the success somehow. Yeah. And I, I really started to wonder, what, what, is it, what do I want to do? And it came back to you know, legacy, essentially. Like, I, I want to be able to build a legacy. True. That, you know, my kids can look at and be like, wow, you know. I had experience talking about that. Um, that's one guy, very senior, you know, he is almost retired. He's like 59 years mm. old, you know, and he's my client. And, and, and we have a coaching conversation. And before I, 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 I had a in meeting with him, well, someone say, oh, maybe this case is very hard because mm. he's almost retired and maybe he, he's not interested in the coaching conversation because, okay, leave me alone. I'm going to retire. Okay, mm. don't ask me to do lots of things. But it depends on the conversation you invite people because, you know, a question that ignite him mm. is, okay, you are a very senior guy, very powerful in his organization. What is the legend that you want to leave a legacy here? When you retire, mm. what you want people to talk about you? And I invite him to see, oh, there's so many things that, you know, people in my position can do and only people, you know, at this experience can do and I haven't started yet. Mm. So again, it ignites him from a different perspective. Otherwise, all his life, think about, okay, countdown. I have like a year left, you know, and this is so his year. Mm. But no, beyond that. What legacy you want to leave for people and move inviting him to think, you know, in a longer term, mm. in a longer perspective. And that, that invite him to think more in terms of like self-motivation, something he can contribute to others. And yes, that spark him. I, I would yeah. say his eyes, body language and start to, change. you know, yeah, change yeah. and visualize. Yeah, that's a, that's a powerful conversation in, in, in my, you know, mm. um, definition. That, that idea, of, the whole idea of retirement scares me. Like, I, I can't ever see myself retiring. I don't, just me. Yeah. I, as long as I love what I do, I'll keep doing it. And if mm -hmm. I don't, I'll find something new to do. Yeah. I have a friend, though, we're the, we're the same age, and he has a countdown to retirement that he posts online <laughs> X many days. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he, he works for the government, so at 20 years, he can retire. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it, you know, 1,000 more days, you know, whatever. I, mean, I can't imagine, like, having that kind of mindset that, uh, this is how much time I have until I do nothing. Yeah. Um, I could think about the other example, a powerful conversation. Sometimes people are trying to find a motivation. I, I invite him to think from different perspective. For example, he, he wants to do a certain things, okay? That's a personal coaching. And then when I say, okay, what benefit will you get from, you know, taking action from this? And mm. he, well, mm, okay, I can get this. But I don't see he moved. Mm. But when I change the stakeholders, what will your family talk about that? What will your team talk about you? Mm. And I start seeing the shifting because lots of time motivation, what moves us is not only our own benefit, but if we see some other will see us differently, mm. okay? That shift the perspective where you see, whoa, that, that will really make me feel like a superpower because, you know, my family could see me as a hero mm. and that I could see, you know, the energy shift. That's another, you know, different types of conversation that invite people to have a self-motivation as well. So my technique, okay, I'll tell you my technique. When Share I, it with us. Yeah, when I invite people to have a conversation, first, time frame, hmm. okay? Some people will, will have a, 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 a energy, will be powerful when we ask them to think about the 
the success that they have contributed before. Mm -hmm. Someone will have you know, you know more energy or self motivation, but invite them to think in the future. So I play with the time frame. Some question work well, you mm. know, in the past. Some question work well in terms of in the future. That's the first thing. The other technique it's about the position. Mm. Some motivation is driven from self, but for some person, I will be moved if people around me see me in a certain way. Mm. So that's different way to draw, you know, in terms of like self motivation. Mm -hmm. So you can you can play with that, okay, right? So you have a variety of conversation to invite people to start think about themselves, mm. and that's and that's a powerful conversation because. What I see is not only make people achieve the result, but they need to feel fulfilled with what they've done. Mm. I think that fulfillment is important. And I, I know, I think back to like my own motivation, not understanding it and having, you know, like I said, one too many bourbons perhaps, uh -huh. and my friend uh -huh. asking me. And, yeah. you know, of course, you know, you're, you're on a roof, you're overlooking the Bangkok skyline. So, you know, you get emotional. You're like, I don't know what my goal is. <laughs> Have you ever gotten someone to, when you change the context or change the stakeholders on them, where they feel uncomfortable where with a realization they're about to have? Have you ever, like, reframed it for someone and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, whoa? I do. Is that what happens with me? Really? Yeah. I That session, I don't coach. I was coached. Mm. My realization is that... Um, I think with my lifestyle, when I when when you work a lot, you know, sometimes you need to balance. Like like I'm juggling between like career and family, mm. okay, career and family. That that's how I'm juggling. And in in that conversations, um, there's a powerful question. Coach asked me, okay, think about your one of your best friend, people whom you know the longest, whom you had higher trust. Mm. Okay, and then I start visualize. Okay, if I have a chance to talk with that of your best friend. Mm. What would be the best advice of that person that will give to you? And I start to think, really, in like, it's like rolling back, you know, okay, that she knows me, and if she look at me as a person in the whole life, what would be, you know, a wisdom that she would tell me? And I answered him, if I were my friend, that close friend, I would say, Kay, you are very smart, but you are not wise in terms of living. Like, I'm smart, but, you know, to balance life, I need to be have more wisdom to juggle between life. And, and that's my realization mm. about myself that, oh, this is the way I live my life. Try to make the best everything juggling, but is it peaceful to me? Mm. That's a thought-provoking for me, really. And when I finish that conversation, I start, oh, there's so many things in life in terms of, like, personal life that I need to fulfill. I need to allocate. So mm. that conversation shift me. Do you struggle with that? With that, that balance? After the conversation, I started to realize, because something with this conversation, it connected your inner self. Mm. Something already in my mind, but I haven't spoken out. Mm. But when I invite to be someone else, because in that position, I'm not myself, right? Because mm. if you ask me, Kay, tell, tell me about your life, and then I da-da-da-da. But when Kay be someone else that known you the best for all your life, mm. what will he or she say? And then it's like you were invited to be someone else and look at your life in terms of long perspective. And then I come up with some wisdom that how I realized with my life that, mm. oh, something balanced between career and personal life that I need to mm. do next. Then when I come out with that session, I got the answer, what I'm gonna do next. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I see in you something that I, I've always struggled with myself and that is immense drive mm. to, to always produce something amazing. Yeah. Right. And so as a coach or as a mentor, right, you're always out there trying to elevate your clients and 
put yourself into that work. I, as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. I put myself into into my work, mm. right? Into starting a business, growing a business. Yeah. In, in my previous company, I was I would travel for five six days out of the week. I'd fly back to Bangkok, change mm. my bag, kiss yeah. my girlfriend, and go back to the airport. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I a lot of times I wasn't cognizant of the sacrifices I was making in my personal life because I was so focused on, on the business side. And I think yeah. maybe you're the same way right. exactly. with, with coaching because you put, I think you put everything into your clients, right? And I, I do the same thing with business. I put everything into my business. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a partner in life that that is flexible enough to, to understand that's my personality and also who, who doesn't hold me mm-hmm. super accountable sometimes for, for those mess ups. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a very um, conversation that moved me a lot. Yeah. I still remember every word that I answer. Yeah, by giving that, you know, thought-provoking, you know. I, I can see how moved you are right now just <laughs> thinking about it. I mean, you know, the, it's obviously, it was obviously incredibly powerful for you because you're, you're almost like trembling a bit right, here talking right, about right. it. True, still in my mind, yeah. yeah. And so how long ago was that, that conversation for you? Well, I think a year, a year or two years. Yeah. I still remember yeah. every word that I say. It's yeah. like I'm saying that to myself. Are, are you still making those changes to have that balance? I'm still, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so from that time, I'm determined hmm. to, like, you know, have a balance. Before that, you know, oh, achievement, succeeding, you know. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Success, right? Success, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, that's what the only focus. But when we yeah. have, you know, a powerful conversation really comes into you and it's, it's like you are talking to your inner self. You connect yourself and you know what's next. Because lots of time, you know, one of my friends say, you know, a powerful conversation will help you because when we were young, mm. we always been told to do these, that, these, those. But when you grow up, everyone stopped telling you. And then you look around, okay, what should I do next? So that's why, you know, sometimes like someone give you a good question, a powerful conversation mm. will help you find your own solution. Mm. And you can go next and with the direction that you feel certain about it because it's from us. Mm. It's from ourselves. Gives so you a bit more clarity. Clarity, yes, and then you you tend to execute it because it's connect with you. It you own this solution with full accountability. Wow! And that's why it interact with execution. Because when I'm talk about execution, I'm not talking about a list of action plan that a boss tell the team to do. That's mm. not called you know a, a powerful conversation. Because people feel I have to, not because I want to. Mm. But what kind of conversation will wa- make you want to take action? Something that empower you with this kind of question. Something that, that makes you quiver while you're <laughs> talking about it later on, right? Yeah. It, it's very intense to think about, but I, I definitely uh, I, I see the value there. And I, I think back to, to what you said at the beginning, the quote you said at the beginning of our conversation today. People don't care what you know. Until, until they know how much you care. Powerful. I want to end it on that, Kay. I want to just thank, thanks again for coming by again to the studio. I hope to see you again really soon. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Bye. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Self Disruption Podcast brought to you by SEAC. To find amazing resources on lifelong learning, leadership, and innovation, you can check them out at seasiacenter.com as well as their links in the show notes. And for more great conversations like this one, you can find our archive at selfdisruptionpodcast.com.